Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this month. Hey, got a really special podcast for you this month because it is the 50th episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. I can't believe it. 50 episodes. We've been going now for, I think, three years, three or more years uh, we've been doing this. So uh, most of those podcasts have been with Rachel Long. We miss her, uh, but she is uh, on to bigger and better things. <laughs> um, and But yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite a journey. Had, have had a lot of fun, uh, hopefully adding value to your life and want to continue to do that. Uh, so got a, uh, some really great thoughts for you today, um, just doing some reflecting on my own life. You know, the theme of this podcast is to help you to go from where you are to where God wants you to be. And so I was thinking through that theme and I asked myself this question, you know, where where does God want us? Where does he want us to be? All of us, every single one of us. And it occurred to me uh, that he wants us, all of us, to be close to him. In Psalm 73, verse 28, it says this, King David writes, But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. Think about that with me for a second. King David says, what's good for me? What's good for me to be near God? If it's good for him, it's good for me. Why? Because God is who we need. He is the source of our strength. He is the source of of wisdom. He is the only true satisfaction in this life. I love the quote from C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. He says, if I find in myself a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the only explanation is that I was made for another world. I was made for heaven. I was made to be in the presence of God. God is who we need. He is our source of strength, wisdom, satisfaction. He is our source of peace. He is our source of joy. In Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis explains this concept like this. He makes, it, he makes his point by saying, if you want to stay warm, you have to stay close to the source of warmth. And he's referring to a campfire. If you want to stay warm, you got to pull up. you got to pull your chair up to stay close to the fire. In the same way, he says, if you want strength, joy, wisdom, peace, you have to stay close to the source of those things. And that source is God. It's good for me to be near God. It's good for you to be near God. And so in this podcast, I just want to share a few things that I do every single day or every single week to stay close to God, because that's what's good for me, and that's what's good for you. The first thing I do each and every day is I give the first hour to God. The first hour of every single day, I give it to God. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, one of my favorite passages about the way Jesus lived his life, the patterns of his life, the habit of his life is revealed. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. It's always grabbed me. While it was still dark, before the sun came up, Jesus was... He was spending time with his father in a solitary place where no one could distract him. So essentially years ago, I said, well, if that was the practice that Jesus had, then then I'm going to do that. I'm going to wake up before the sun. I'm going to find a place in my house that's quiet before the kids get up, before my wife gets up, and I'm going to spend time with God. 
So for me, that time is 5.30 to 6.30. Sometimes it's 5.15 to 6.15. Sometimes it's 5 o'clock to 5.45, 45 minutes to an hour. But it's every single day I spend time with God. I start it with a cup of coffee <laughs> so that I can wake up. And I begin that time, that hour, with some prayer to prepare my heart. Uh, these most recent days, I've been using um, an app called the Pause app. It's a 10 to 12-minute meditation with some background music and some scriptures. Uh, it was put out by John Eldridge and um, Wild Heart Ministries. And so then after I'm done with that prayer meditation, I will enter into my one-year reading, uh, one-year Bible, and I will go through that for about 20 minutes. And as I'm reading through that passage, those passages, some from the Old Testament, some from the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs, I'll ask God, I'll ask the Holy Spirit to show me one or two verses that I can uh, focus on, that I can journal, that I can begin to meditate on. This morning I was reading... Um, in first, uh, I think it was first Kings, I think it was, um, about King Asa, how King Asa's heart was, was, uh, was pleasing to God. He, he, he was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. And it says that he had the same heart that David had to obey God, to love God. And I simply focused on that. I said, God, give me, give me the heart of Asa. Help me to be that kind of leader that follows you with all of his heart for his, for his entire life. And that's and that. So I just journaled about that, prayed about that, meditated on that, and then what I do after that, um, I will spend some time uh, with some music. I think music is powerful. Um, that that gets it sets the tone for your day. Some worship music, uh, and then uh, some prayers. If I need to repent of something, this is the time and the place in the morning where I will, if the Holy Spirit reveals something in me that I said yesterday that was wrong or that I thought yesterday or did yesterday that, that wasn't according to his will, I'll ask him for forgiveness and I'll repent. This is how you stay close to God. You keep it fresh. You keep every single day. I don't miss a day. It was Ryan Holiday who said this in his book, Discipline is Destiny. Consistency is a superpower. And so I never miss this time. It doesn't matter if I'm on vacation. It doesn't matter if I have an early meeting. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday, the weekend. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday morning and I have to preach. I never miss this hour. How do you stay close to God? You just, you give him the first hour of your day. No excuses. Well, you, you're tired? No excuses. You stayed up late? No excuses. You got to catch a flight? No excuses. You just give him the first hour of your day. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made spiritually. Number two, I read spiritual books. I'm always reading spiritual books. I read a lot of books, but I make sure I'm at least reading one spiritual book at all times. Now, I'll go back to certain books I've already read before. Uh, for example, I'll go back to Mere Christianity all the time and reread certain passages. I'll go back to The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, one of the greatest books on this planet outside of the Bible. I'll go back to that book over and over and over. Most recently, I read a book called Dreams in the Wasteland by Andrew Arndt. He's a, a pastor. Fantastic book from the Desert Fathers of Christianity. Uh, was was brought a lot of joy, a lot of peace, a lot of life into me recently. 
Uh, anything written by Brennan Manning, I go back to. I reread John Eldridge, Wild at Heart. I reread his stuff. Most recently, I read a book called Resilient by John Eldridge. Fantastic book, building resilience in your faith and in your life. Anything by Dallas Willard, absolutely wonderful. What a blessing it would be if you spent time in um, The Divine Conspiracy or Renovation of the Heart or The Great Omission. I'm always reading these books. Here's why, because it brings my heart and my mind back to God back to the source of wisdom, back to the source of joy, back to the source of happiness. You want to stay close to God, you got to stay close to the fire. You want to stay warm, you got to pull your chair up. These books help to do that. So number one, I give the first hour of every day to God. Number two, I read spiritual books. You can go to my website, dannyanderson.org, and I have some book recommendations on there for you. Number three, engage spiritual friends. Oh my gosh, this is so important. King David wrote this in Psalm 119. I think he wrote Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verse 163 says, I am a friend to anyone who fears you, anyone who obeys your commandments. That's who my friends are. Who are your friends? Are they pursuing God? Are they hungry for God? Do they love God? Do they want to be around God? Well, guess what? If they don't, <laughs> most likely you're not. What your friends want, you end up wanting. You know, as the old saying goes from, I believe it was Pastor Andy Stanley, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? And if your friends are like an elevator, they're taking you up, they're taking you down. They're never leaving you on the same floor. Where are your friends taking you? The closest five people to you, do they want to be close to God? If they don't, you're probably not walking close to God. If they do... Man, they're going to be influencing you to pursue God with all of your heart. If they're close to God, you're probably going to be close to God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says this, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteousness, righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Watch this. Paul tells Timothy, Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord from pure hearts. Years ago, I read a book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer called Life Together. It's a book about community. It's a book about being, you know, in friendship with other believers. One of my favorite quotes from the book is this. He says, the physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. Wow. When we fail to spend time with people who, who hunger for God, love God, we are missing out on that blessing. We tend to think, behave, act, desire the same things that our closest friends think and desire and pursue with our lives. So in my life, every other Friday, I meet with a group of guys that are hungry for God. And we, we go to a coffee shop uh, here in town and we talk about uh, a spirit. We, all, we read a spiritual book together. Um, right now, we're reading a book called A Ruthless Elimination of Hurry uh, by John Mark Comer fantastic book where we go through the chapters and we pray for each other we share our hearts with each other and um and 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 we're done in an hour and a half every other friday and i I do that i do that consistently so that i can stay close to god number four commit to a local church course, I'm going to say this. I'm a pastor. And it didn't have to be our church. I love our church, Emmanuel Church. If you don't have a home church, I hope you come. I think you'd love it. I love it. But commit to a local church. Notice I didn't say attend a local church. 
there's a big difference between attending a local church and committing to a local church. If you attend a local church, you are a spectator, much like when you attend a sporting event. That's all. You, you showed up, you watched the show, and you left, which there's value to that. But it's, an, it, it's a totally different thing to commit to a local church. When you commit to a local church, you move from being a spectator to a participant. You become a a player on the court, a partner of the organization. When you commit to a church, you're not just attending on the weekend. You are offering that church your spiritual gift. So you have a spiritual gift if you're a Christ follower and it could be encouragement, it could be teaching, it could be administration, it could be organization. You have a gift. It could be singing, it could be working with children. When you commit to a local church, you're offering that body your spiritual gift to help the body, to further the mission. You're also financially supporting that church, hopefully with 10% of your income. Hopefully, maybe even more than that. It's called sacrificial giving. And when you start to support a church financially, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're putting your heart into it. Jesus put it like this. He says, where your treasure is, there's your heart. In other words, wherever you put your money, that's where your heart goes. Some of you will understand this because you invest in the stock market or different sort of stocks. Wherever you put your money, that's where your interest is. Like you check on your stocks that you have money in. Where your treasure is, your heart is. And so you're, when you commit to a church, you're, you're offering your spiritual gift, you're giving your finances, you're entering into a community group, a small group where you're being held accountable. You're not just a face in the crowd, you're not just a spectator, but you're actually part of a community group where you're known and people are, are praying for you and you're praying for them and you're encouraging them and they're encouraging you. And that's how you grow spiritually. That's how you stay close to God through that commitment to your local church. Now, some of you probably knew I was going to say that because I'm a pastor. <laughs> it doesn't have to be our church, but commit to a church. Don't just be an attender. That'll help you stay close to God. And this last one, number five, so powerful, so powerful. Practice the presence of God. Years ago, I read the book called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. He was a, a monk that lived in the 16th century and he just detailed his journey of trying to live out the Apostle Paul's encouragement to pray without ceasing in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And essentially what he did is he turned his self-talk into God talk. And, and we all have that. We all do this, right? We all talk to ourselves all day long. We have a conversation going on in our heads. And what Brother Lawrence did, and many others, Frank Laubach did this, so many other people, they've just turned that self-conversation into a God conversation. And so all day long, they are talking to God or trying to talk to God. And so for years, I've stumbled and tried and to do this, and, and I have good days and I have bad days. But overall, this practice in my life has helped me to stay close to God. I don't, I, it's really hard to drift away from God when you're constantly talking to Him, when things are good, when things are bad, when things are melancholy, when when things are when you're happy, when when someone hurts you, when you experience a birthday, when when you're always talking to God about the thing that you're doing or how you're feeling, it's really hard. It's really difficult to to, to drift and to fall away, or to lose a sense of His presence. So, what have I said today? Well, 
the the theme of this podcast has taken you from from where you are to where God wants you to be. Where does God want you to be? He wants you to be close to him. Psalm 73, verse 28. But as for me, it's good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. And it's good for us to be near God. He is the source of wisdom. He is what we need. He is the source of courage. He is the source of our strength. He's the one that 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 is our foundation when when life gets rocky. He's the one we can turn to for for support and love, grace, forgiveness. He's the source of satisfaction. Like if there's anything that that if you ask me, "Hey, what would you say to somebody?" What's the best piece of advice that you could give them in life? I would say, hey, just try to stay close to God. Just like a, like a branch is connected to the vine. Just try to stay connected to God, no matter what's going on in your life. Keep close to him and you're going to be okay. So I hope this was a blessing to you. Commit to a local church. Practice the presence of God. Give that morning hour to Jesus. Just give it to him. Spend time there. Don't miss a day. Engage with spiritual friends. Read great spiritual books. And over the long haul, you'll stay close to him. Hey, I hope this was a, a blessing to you guys. If you want to stay connected to me through the week, reach out to me uh, through social media, social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, also, just want to make mention of my um, website again, dannyanderson.net. We'll have these blog posts in written form or these podcasts in written form there for you. Also some information there about, you know, uh, coaching and book recommendations. If Again, if you don't have a home church, we'd love to see you. eclife.org, come down, um, you know, attend one of our campuses. Uh, we'd, we'd, love, we'd love for you to try that out. And if you like this podcast, man, share it, tag it, Share, share it with your friends and um, get the word out. So love you guys. And oh, really quick, I'm about ready to go on my study break. So I'll be taking a, a month off. So we will reconvene the podcast uh, in September uh, next month. So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.